It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Got another good one for you today, as I want to talk about a lack of sympathy for certain players in the NBA, which I think is partially deserved, honestly. Uh, Team USA is losing just about everyone. But that leaves open a spot for uh, one potential warrior. And Tim Duncan is now an assistant coach for Greg Popovich. What Warriors could potentially be future assistant coaches? We're going to talk about all that coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome in to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's good? Been a slow couple weeks. Uh, thank you guys for sticking with me. These these episodes are going to be sporadic. I'm trying to do two or three a week, but I mean, man, there is just not a ton of news. Not a ton of news out there. Uh, Kawhi and Paul George did their press conference today. Not a lot coming out of it besides the fact Steve Ballmer is just a spaz, man. Like... I really enjoy what the Clippers are doing. I can appreciate their their glow up, as they would say on Twitter, I guess. But man, as soon as I get a a, a screenshot of Balmer acting like Balmer, I'm like, ugh, that's annoying. <laughs> but they've done a great job, obviously. Uh, they are my pick to uh, win the finals next year. They are the the front runner, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, so that was. I ain't got much on it. I mean, again, not not a lot happens in these press conferences, except for the D'Angelo Russell one, if we ever get it. That one will be great and uh, the best one ever that we've ever seen. So stick around for that. Nah, I'm just kidding. I, I think they already they basically did it, like at Summer League. So anyways, uh, just been a slow couple weeks, man. Going to continue to be slow, but I'm going to continue to try and get more guests and, you know, break down as much as much possible as we can. Um, that didn't make any sense. So, you know, I'm, I'm out of practice, I guess. But anyways, I wanted to talk about a s- couple of situations in the NBA where I'm... I don't know, maybe I'm mean. But maybe I'm just logical and other people are emotional about it. When it comes to... Chris Paul... Being traded, and I, I don't know if we really talked about it since it's happened because the the episodes have been so sporadic so first off yeah let's let's get into it a little bit um let's let's start with the rockets first off man daryl morey i can't stand daryl morey i'm sorry i know he's like the analytic god or whatever and i'm all for analytics not to the extreme that he uses them where it's threes or or layups and that's it or anything like that but you know i just that guy's annoying and he gets so 
defiant about the fact Chris Paul has not requested, demanded a trade. Okay, maybe he did not literally demand a trade, but he didn't want to be in Houston anymore. That's the truth. That's the fact. He wanted to get out of Houston. So whether he demanded a trade or not is semantics, and it's, you know, uh, media fodder for him to come out and say, oh, yeah, he didn't demand one. Obviously, Chris Paul wanted out, and so they make the move for Russell Westbrook, which <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know how it's going to work. Yeah, You have two great talents on Houston. Uh, whatever. They also gave up a couple of first-round picks and a couple of pick swaps, I think. I think it's two first-round picks, two pick swaps. I'm not positive. Uh, I don't have the the uh, compensation right in front of me. But I also can get it. So here it is. Protected first-round picks in 2024 and 2026 and protected pick swaps in 2021, 2025. I don't know how you protect a pick swap. I hate pick protections in the NBA. Uh, it should just be straight up, in my opinion. But that's a... That's a discussion for another day. So anyways, Russell Westbrook is now on the Rockets. The move made them more talented, but I don't see it as, are they better? I don't think so. I mean, you have the two laziest off-ball players in the NBA who also dominate the ball in Russell Westbrook and James Harden. I mean, maybe you go with the same extreme stagger that you did with Chris Paul where... You know, James Harden is the only ball handler on the court for a while, and then it's Russell Westbrook while James Harden's resting. Who knows? I, I just don't see it working. Um, and you, you're stuck with a, a fat salary that's one year longer than Chris Paul's. But anyways, whatever. Chris Paul's tough to deal with, and they wanted to get rid of him, and the, I think he wanted out of there also. So Chris Paul is on OKC. They're trying to flip him again. And here's where I get to the no sympathy part. Because I've heard people like, oh, you got to feel bad for Chris Paul, you know, kind of stuck in OKC right now. Uh, I don't feel bad for him at all. He negotiated his four-year, $160 million contract that he was not worth when he signed it, okay? <laughs> he was not worth it at all. And now he's stuck in a place that he doesn't want to be because the amount of money he's going to be getting paid for the next three years is twice what he's worth, at the very least, twice what he's worth. So I, the, there's no sympathy for him. The idea that, oh, they could buy him out. They're not going to buy him out and pay him for the next 10, 15 years, whatever it is, uh, $120 million. You're stuck in OKC, or if you can find a place to be traded that will take you on, great. But you know what? It's not going to be anywhere you want to go. That's the thing with these contracts, man. <laughs> They're guaranteed. There's nothing he can do about it. So I have zero sympathy for him, especially when he's the one who negotiated uh, these contracts into the CBA. Like, it's uh, it, it's deeper than just a guy getting overpaid. Like, he made sure he could get overpaid. And he got his money, and good for him. And some people, maybe that's the most important thing, and that's fine. Like, that's one thing I think, too, sometimes, is we overlook... Or get too hyped up in the fact, like, oh, he's a winner. He wants to win. Or does he want to make enough money that his great, 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 great grandkids won't have to work a day in their life? You know, like there's generational money changing hands here. Uh, so I get it. But just the idea that we should, there should be sympathy towards Chris Paul, I ain't got none. I Like, you are where you are because of the contract you have. It's that simple.
and the idea that, oh, well, I only want to get traded to this place. Well, you have zero say in this. So the player empowerment, all that, like, yeah, there's a lot of player empowerment, but it's not <laughs> it's not endless. You know, a guy like Chris Paul in a contract like that does not have any power, basically. And the Paul George thing, I'm so sick of hearing about how, like, yeah, it might be the accumulation of all the stars requesting trades and stuff. But the Paul George trade was one of the biggest hauls we've ever seen in the NBA. If we want to talk about player empowerment, let's talk about the first Paul George trade when he was traded for a bench player and an underperforming first-round pick. Now, it worked out because Oladipo turned into a, a, you know, maybe star just below superstar level, and Sabonis uh, progressed and got better. But at the time, it looked like Indiana got fleeced. So I just I hate that that this Paul George trade has people up in arms compared to other worst trades that have happened. So, anyways, I just wanted to talk about the the lack of sympathy, and you know, partially goes for Andre Iguodala too. Love Andre. Wish he was still a warrior. Wish he was a lifetime warrior. But he negotiated hard to get that third year fully guaranteed. I mean, you remember that it felt like it went down to the wire. Like there was actual belief that he might not come back to the Warriors. He got three years, $48 million, all guaranteed. Sean Livingston didn't get that third year guaranteed. And again, good for him. Get your money, man. But it also puts you in a bad position in the business of basketball to where you might get traded to a Memphis Grizzlies team, you know? And then Memphis doesn't have to buy you out. They don't have to trade you to where you want to go either. So it's kind of cold-blooded, kind of heartless in a sense, but at the same time, the reason they're in these positions is because they negotiated so hard and they got a lot of money, and that's the the risk you take to where, you know, maybe Chris Paul signed a two-year deal instead of the four-year max or, you know, signed a one-and-one or whatever it is. You know, he could have navigated this better. Uh, If, you know, Andre wasn't making as much throughout all three years or didn't get that third year fully guaranteed, whatever. You know, he could possibly still be with the Warriors or whatever. I'm just basically saying, you know, it's the business of basketball. It happens. It sucks. But there are certain cases where the players are also part of it, you know, and these are two cases where they are. Because they negotiated hard and they got their money. They deserve it. Good for them. But as far as being sympathetic towards their, their current situations, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. You're allowed to be, though. But we will disagree. Going to take a quick break. Come back. Uh, Team USA is just losing everyone. I mean, I think I'm looking at my phone waiting to get a call to see if I can come come play some minutes for him. But because of all the people stepping down... It potentially opens up a spot for a new warrior. Going to talk about that coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? 
Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from the IT experts at CDW, people who get it. At CDW, we get the future workplace works differently. Today's my first day back. Almost forgot what floor we were on. Understandable. But with modern health and safety technology orchestrated by CDW, the future can work better. Technology like thermal screening and occupancy tracking enables employees to walk confidently into the office. Wait, this isn't my floor. Is this even my building? Even if it's been a while. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash future of work. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked on Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Just talked about lack of sympathy for certain players in their current situations, which aren't even that bad, to be honest. I mean, OKC, look, I don't think they're going to make a playoff run, but crazier things have happened. Talking about Chris Paul. And Andre Guadalla, you know, in Memphis, I'm sure he'll get moved eventually, but he's going to go wherever Memphis can get the best return. Anyways, whatever. We're done talking about that. Uh, what I do want to talk about is Team USA playing in the FIBA World Cup uh, next, not next month, maybe like six weeks away, September 1st through the 15th, I believe, and players are dropping like flies, man. No one wants to play in the World Cup this year, which to me, it makes sense. If you're, if we're in the load management era of the NBA, then it doesn't make sense to be playing in the the FIBA World Cup. Nine different players have pulled out from uh, the World Cup this year. That is nine. Kevin Love, Anthony Davis, James Harden, Damian Lillard, DeMar DeRozan, Bradley Beal, Eric Gordon, Tobias Harris, and CJ McCollum. And those are guys that were signed up for it. Steph was never going to do it. Clay, I don't think he's... Well, I mean, he obviously isn't because he tore his ACL a couple months ago. Draymond, I don't think so. So they're thin, very thin, especially when you start to look at who some of the replacements might be uh, when it comes to the World Cup. Some of the reported replacements are Thaddeus Young, Julius Randle, Josh Richardson, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, D'Angelo Russell, and Mike Conley. Some of those guys are really good. Some of them are like bench players on on their NBA teams. But the name that stood out was D'Angelo Russell. And the reason I wanted to bring that up is because it could be a great opportunity for a 23-year-old all-star where you look at the guys who withdrew older load management, like I said, and then also next summer are the Olympics. So they could be looking at having to play extra games in back-to-back summers. They don't want to do that. It it makes sense that these players are are withdrawing. But for a guy like D'Angelo Russell, why not? Why not? I mean, look, as a Warriors fan, I say don't play any basketball that doesn't prepare you for the Warriors season. You know, don't risk injury or anything, but... At the same time, go go ahead. You know, it, it's a great opportunity for a young player like him and all these other young players too because eventually there's going to be turnover in the World Cup uh, team, also the Olympic team. So go ahead and get out there and, you know, 
make it happen. Like Jalen Brown, that one makes sense. That's a young player. Same with D'Angelo Russell. Mike Conley, sure, but, you know, he's older. He's a good player, but he's not the future of, uh, you know, the Team USA for FIBA or for the Olympics. So I just thought it was interesting, all these players dropping out, but it makes sense. Again, I, I, I don't blame them. Because if you're going to be missing regular season NBA games, why the hell would you be playing in, in FIBA World Cup games uh, in September? You know, just doesn't does not make sense, especially for a guy like Kevin Love, who was injured most of last year. Anthony Davis going to a new team and the rest of the guys just basically not wanting to opting out. You know, I mean, CJ McCollum, Tobias Harris, Eric Gordon, Bradley Beal, DeMar DeRozan, Damian Lillard and James Harden. I don't know. The excuses aren't great. Harden could say I'm working on chemistry with Russell Westbrook, you know, instead of playing in, in FIBA. But besides that, everyone else, you know, just opting out. And it makes sense. I, I have nothing against it. I'm interested to see who does replace them and how much it actually hurts the, the Team USA's dominance. Because, yeah, a couple of the guys aren't great. But at the same time, it's still a 23-year-old all-star in uh, D'Angelo Russell. Jalen Brown is, you know, a tenacious 3-and-D three, three player uh, who is borderline taking that next step past 3-and-D, maybe star. I don't know what the rankings are, what the tiers are. Once you get past 3-and-D role players, star the next one, whatever it is, he's right there at that next level. Uh, you know, Marcus Smart, we know what he does. Does that work as well? In FIBA, I remember when Draymond was was on the Olympic team. He got a couple starts, but his style of play just wasn't really conducive to Olympic basketball. It was more about scoring. So, I don't know. I'm intrigued. No, have nothing wrong with uh, all the players opting out. And going to be interested to see how some of these young guys perform. If you didn't know, Greg Popovich is the head coach for Team USA. But the Spurs just got a brand new assistant. You might have heard of him before. Going to talk about that coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. Making you old-fashioned today with Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the old-fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's good? Uh, We just talked about uh, Team USA for uh, the FIBA World Cup and just how Everyone's dropping out. Nine players have dropped out. And a potential replacement is D'Angelo Russell. New warrior D'Angelo Russell. We'll see how that all works out. But one more piece of news that came out recently is Greg Popovich, who 
as not only the coach of Team USA, also the head coach of the San Antonio Spurs, has hired a new assistant coach. And I know you all come here for assistant coaching news, but that new coach is Tim Duncan, the big fundamental, the big fundy. And that's pretty, I mean, we can't deny it. That's pretty freaking cool that Tim Duncan is a, uh, a San Antonio Spurs assistant coach. Three years after he retired, he's back to basketball, back to uh, the court, and he's he's an assistant coach for the Spurs. It's just, it's cool. I, I don't know how long it'll last. I mean, obviously, it'll last a season, but, I mean, is he looking to be a, a, a basketball coach for his next career? It's really interesting and cool to see, and it'll be cool to have Tim Duncan back and uh, see him on the sideline with the Spurs. Greg Popovich had a great quote when asked about Tim Duncan joining his coaching staff. He said, It's only fitting that after I served loyally for 19 years as Tim Duncan's assistant that he returns the favor. So that is Greg Popovich on Tim Duncan joining the coaching staff. And the reason I bring it up, obviously it's a little piece of news and interesting and fun, and uh, it's just cool to see a, a Hall of Famer, a legend, return to the team that he played for and, and return to coach. Like that's That's pretty cool. We don't you don't see players of his stature come back to coach much, I don't think. But it got me thinking what warrior throughout this run would be the one to come back and coach for Steve Kerr. Now that's assuming Steve Kerr coaches as long as Greg Popovich has, you know, pop 19, 20 years, 22 years I think altogether as a head coach. I don't know if Steve Kerr will even make it to 10, 15, who knows. You know, Steve Kerr is a guy who, I don't know, would probably like to just spend some time hanging on the beach in San Diego. But he also loves coaching, so who knows how long he'll be around coaching for. But as far as this latest group goes, I mean, here here are the ones who aren't going to be coaching. Steph, I doubt it. Got too much going on outside of basketball. Uh, I'm sure he'll stay involved, maybe in like a Steve Nash consultant kind of role. But as far as the day-to-day assistant coach, doubt it. Doubt it. He's got too much going on outside of hoops. And, you know, his kids, let's say Steph plays another 10 years and then retires. Uh, You know, his kids will still only be 10, 11, 12, whatever. So, doubt it. Clay Thompson, highly doubt it. That guy's going to be on the beach with Rocco uh, as soon as he retires. He's going to be, he's going to live the life of, you know, what you would expect Matthew McConaughey lives, basically. That's the way I see it. Like, Clay Thompson's a Matthew McConaughey character, basically. Right? I just came up with that. I think it fits. Uh, Draymond, the funniest thing is, yeah, Draymond, I could see him coming back and coaching. But, man, that dynamic would be interesting. Steve Kerr and Draymond on the same coaching staff. Uh, Draymond on any coaching staff. You know, would he have to change his his fire a little bit to be a coach. He might have more of a football coach temperament, but uh, that's one to keep an eye on. Keep an eye out for, for sure. Uh, Bogut, no, you know, JaVale, no, blah, blah, blah. We can go down the line. But the interesting ones are Sean Livingston. Would he be interested in coming back and coaching? And again, it took... Tim Duncan three years away from the game before he came back to to become an assistant coach. Sean Livingston, I could see it. 
Andre Guadalla has mentioned he'd be more interested in going into front office type of role than coaching staff. But I mean, when you have the basketball mind that Andre Guadalla does, you know, he's going to be asked to be on a hundred different coaching staffs and whether he accepts any of them or not, we'll see, but he could definitely do it. David West is one that really pops out to where I could definitely see him on a coaching staff in another year or two. But now we're getting away from what kind of makes it so special in San Antonio is that it's Tim Duncan. You know, Tim Duncan returning to the coaching staff is, is would be the same as, as Steph coming back to the coaching staff. So, I mean, that's what makes it so incredible in San Antonio and such a cool story is that it's, it's the big fundy, you know. It's t- TD, Tim Duncan, five-time champ. I mean, I don't want to read all his accolades because it would take another 20 minutes. But that's the coolest part is that it's their, their – you know, franchise changing superstar that is coming back to, to coach. Uh, am I missing anyone for the Warriors though? Like, is there anyone else you think would be down to come back and coach eventually? I think those are it really. I mean, what if like Swaggy P all of a sudden decided he wanted to coach? That'd be pretty, pretty hilarious, but doubt that one's going to happen. Anyways, hit me up on Twitter at CTH four one five. Uh, did I miss anyone? Is there anyone you think uh, throughout this run, this five-year run, and moving forward, you know, that, that would be a good fit as a coach? Because I think I covered it. But if not, hit me up. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back with more episodes of Locked On Warriors. Like I said, kind of sporadic throughout the week. Try and get two or three of these out every week, but uh, it's slow right now. It's definitely slow. But uh, be sure to uh, stick around because there will be more episodes coming of Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You can't climb a mountain if it's smooth, right? You got to go over the rough spots. (laughs) Peace. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. I'm Eric Fowl. Together, we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.